I want to tell you a story about a young man. I won't tell you his name yet, but I promise that you've heard it before. The young man was once a servant in the home of a wealthy man. He found his life difficult, not what he ever planned it to be, not what he wanted. There was too much suffering and difficulty for him there, and he sought to take matters into his own hands. He ran away to make a better life for himself. And as can sometimes happen with desperate and somewhat misguided people, this young man fell on hard times and ended up being arrested and tossed in jail. And it seemed like a dead end for him. However, in prison, he met an old man who changed his life by changing his perspective. He told him about Jesus Christ, a man of whom this young man had heard before, but who really hadn't mattered in his own life. He knew that Jesus had lived and died for what he taught, a life of self-giving and sacrifice and a promise of eternal life through discipleship to him. The old man told the young man that it was through Christ that he could find true freedom. But first, something had to stop. He had to stop running, running from the cross. The young man, by seeking to take matters into his own hands, by trying to clutch onto control of his destiny, was, in effect, ignoring this essential element of Christian faith and discipleship. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The young man was released with the condition that he return whence he came, back to the very place where he saw suffering and hardship, back to the beginning. However, before he went, the old man who gave him hope and faith in Christ sent him with a note for his boss, who himself, he knew, was a disciple of Jesus. He told him of his shared faith and of what that faith calls us to be. Friends, we heard a piece of that note today in our second reading. The letter to Philemon. The young man is Onesimus. The old man in the jail is St. Paul. And the addressee of the letter is Philemon. Onesimus was a slave in the household of Philemon, whom Paul knew. In his letter, Paul reminds Philemon of the truth of the faith and how that faith calls us to treat one another. Additionally, though, we can draw from the letter another lesson, one directed at the one who bore that letter back to his patron. Paul is telling Onesimus and us that he cannot run from his problems, and he cannot run from the cross. True faith means embracing suffering and the cross for the sake of the kingdom of God. Our salvation and happiness 
do not come from taking matters into our own hands. It doesn't come from our own cleverness or from hedging our bets. No. It comes from placing ourselves in God's hands, accepting our cross, and following Jesus. We all have these crosses. They come from our fears, our doubts, our own limitations. Perhaps we have run from them, or ignored them, or rejected them completely. But today, we're reminded by God's words that the wisdom of God far surpasses our human categories. Who can know God's counsel? Or who can conceive what the Lord intends? Perhaps this cross now is the confusion or difficulty in facing the future. Maybe it's an uncertain family situation or simply an illness. Whatever it might be, humanly speaking, our faith helps us to recognize that through it all, God's hand is at work. And from that, we gain hope, hope in suffering, hope beyond the cross. In J.R.R. Tolkien's work, The Fellowship of the Ring, there's a scene between little Frodo and the wizard Gandalf when they're in the depths of Moria, in the darkness. Frodo is feeling the weight of his mission, and he confides, I wish that the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had ever happened. His frustration and doubt are understandable to anyone who's had to face difficulty and carry their cross. Gandalf, however, wisely shares a larger perspective with the little hobbit. He says, so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. There are other forces at work in the world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find that ring, in which case you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. We may not want to go through the difficult times and challenges that life throws our way, We may even want to run away from them and find something better. But Jesus' words today, hard as they may be, give us our Christian path to follow. It is his path, a path he himself walks, trusting in God's love for him, and it brought him to the resurrection. This path is offered to us as a gift, not as a curse. Suffering is a gift, not a curse, when we look at it from the perspective of a Christian. What did Onesimus' path bring him? We don't have any concrete evidence, certainly not in Scripture, but there is a reference in a letter from the second century Saint Polycarp to the Ephesians in which he refers to their beloved bishop named Onesimus. It's an intriguing thought. The one-time slave, transformed by Paul's preaching in prison, freed through Christian love by Philemon, himself 
leading and shepherding a community of believers to follow Jesus' call to discipleship. For us who must grapple with our own crosses, the good news is that we are not left on our own to do so. Jesus helps us, strengthens us for the journey. He nourishes us with his body and blood and allows us to move forward in hope. There are other forces indeed at work than simply those of evil. There is God's grace as well, supporting us on the way. And that is an encouraging thought.